Hey, it's Corey, your DM. Welcome to Vibe Proficiency, a D&D podcast about death, strange dreams, and name generators, I guess. Thanks for coming back for another one. Happy to have you. Uh, by the time this one comes out, Hanukkah should have just wrapped up, and my true love should be extremely busy procuring an inappropriate number of birds to give me next week, so <laughs> this should definitely be our last episode of 2023. Uh, I know that the like thankful holiday has already come and gone, but I, I think that I speak for everyone here at Vibe Proficiency when I say that we're extremely grateful to have been a small part of your year. A couple of people sent screenshots of us on their Spotify wrapped, and while I have to assume that's more an indicator that they don't listen to very many podcasts at all, if we made the cut, uh, I'm choosing to take it straight to heart. So thank you. Uh, I say it a lot, but I really love this goofy little show and, and the people that I make it with. Uh, speaking of, and in the spirit of the holidays, Becca, Tyler, Casey, Kelly, Chandler, uh, I, I got you all a little something as a sign of my appreciation. Uh, look under your chair right now. No, ser seriously, this is not a bit. <laughs> uh, take a look. I'll wait. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I can't believe you actually looked. <laughs> Dork. Uh, I, I, don't, I really should get you all something, though. <laughs> Your friendship and willingness to hang out and you know, play pretend on and off this show for nearly four years now has been such a gift. Uh, drinks are on me next time we're all out or tacos or something. I don't know. Uh, as for the rest of you, seriously, thank you again for hanging out with us and listening to the show. I hope you continue to enjoy it. Uh, or, you know, like if you hate listening, I hope this one pisses you off real good and it makes you come back for another one in the new year. All right. Mwah. Bye. Should I almost started the recap and we haven't even done all the other stuff yet? Yeah, we, we have intros and fun facts. Yeah, and forgot a freaking fun yeah, fact. The thing I didn't prep for. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's okay. Mine's, as per the usual, mine's a little convoluted, so I'm buying you just a little bit of time, Casey, so you can come up with one yourself. <laughs> I need to look at something new for inspiration because I keep looking at the same five things in my room. <laughs> <laughs> uh, or give us some cat fun facts because I think Ooh, we got yeah, one. Yeah, so that one was a, I gave that one because I thought we were going to start the episode where we picked off from the last time. So I thought I was going to be cad and then <laughs> I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's my best. It honestly worked out for the best because I think Corey and I kind of talked about it. In the interest it. of transparency regarding that move, I was honestly just really worried about like maybe accidentally killing you all with like you know, your low health and no spell slots. Yes. So it, I don't know. It was like maybe they all fall asleep and we just move on. Like if that fight would have happened, it would have ended really badly for the party. And not only that, but like killing each other because if if Mira in her heightened state would have gotten mad at Cad and I as I spoke to Corey about I think Mira and Kira have a lot of underlying similar things going on More than so you. I don't want to kill like I didn't want to get into that with Kira <laughs> even though she hates Cad so I think it was a good decision to kind of take that away from us and make us calm down and think <laughs> I mean I still don't know if a timeout was the best move like player agency wise but I mean, it is what happened, so. We got our second little heist moment. I do want about nine more Peck heists. <laughs> I was preparing for that session, like, like Peck is the only one getting out without making a scene. Uh, and luckily, he's definitely the character to not just sit and wait for judgment and sentencing. Well, as you were sitting there describing, I was like, I, no, I'm not, I'm not in jail. What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not in jail. No, I can leave. <laughs> No. The only saving grace I had was the ability to do plant growth so I could have my spellcasting components. Otherwise, I was screwed. <laughs> it was a good session for sure. 
I guess we better start this one because I, I'm so curious about what you're all going to do now that you're on the run. Yeah, all right, let's start it off. So I am Becca. I am playing Mira. She is a tiefling druid. And today, her fun fact is given some insight into her family. So her dad, when she was still living with him, made his living as a woodworker. And so she would watch him. She was very young. She was only about seven years old by the time she left him. So she picked up a little bit of that woodworking skill. Uh, so now she likes to make little wooden um, animal sculptures. And she thinks they're so cute and adorable. Um, but she's never gotten any better at them. So they're secretly really terrible. <laughs> so she has a bunch of little statues she carries around. Uh, and she thinks they look like a squirrel or a snake, uh, but they mostly just look like blocks. <laughs> like Sokka carving something for his girlfriend. She's like, oh, it's a bear. And he's like, no. <laughs> yeah, he was really hoping she was going to be over the moon for it. <laughs> That's 100% what it is. She thinks they are the cutest thing in the world, and they are absolutely horrible. <laughs> That's all I got. Um, I'm Casey. I play Kira, the Kalistar monk. Fun fact for Kira is when she was a kid before the um, the event which turned her into what she is, her father wanted to like train her in martial arts and all that. Uh, so he got her a, a weapons master and Kira migrated more towards what she uses now, which is a quarterstaff uh, for the non-lethality of it. Uh, she didn't want to use edged weapons or anything too... Uh, like big and bulky because she didn't want to hurt anybody. Uh, so she always gravitated towards the non-lethal. Uh, yeah, that's definitely still coming through too. Uh, Tyler, you're up. Uh, I am Tyler. I play Cadmus Lightbringer, half-orc, paladin slash warlock. And my fun fact is uh, right when he first started his traveling, he came across one of those traveling not circuses what's it called uh fairs traveling fairs and um he uh, what's that thing called the like where you slam the hammer down and it goes up super high and it goes ding <laughs> like a like a strength test mm-hmm. yeah so he thought he would uh show off to some of the people around uh and when he did that, that was the day he found out that uh, he, he never was able to hit that bell. And it always haunted him. And he <laughs> has a grudge against those traveling fares ever since. He always says it was rigged because there's no way he couldn't have been able to do that. Yeah, but, he's got 18 biceps. He, uh, yeah, his strength is 18. There's no way. <laughs> so he, he kind of has a little grudge against the traveling circus slash fair. <laughs> circus folk. <laughs> Freaking carnies. Uh, okay, uh, Kelly. Um, I literally wrote this 15 seconds ago, so here we go. Um, <laughs> I'm Kelly, and I play harp. She is a changeling ranger. When she, uh, you know, her and her mentor... As uh, tragic little story happened um, when she was on her own, she tried to not be a thief for a hot second. And since I mentioned earlier, she likes sketching. Uh, she's tried uh, doing portraits for people, trying to make money off of art. And uh, no one cares about that. You know, everyone's poor. So uh, she was like, you know what? We're just going to go back to the basics. And she she started thieving again. 
So my weird um, arts degree is probably useless and I should get into petty crimes. (laughs) You know, I'm just just saying there are options out there. (laughs) I'll definitely keep it in mind. Art didn't work. (laughs) It rarely does. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Hello, I am Chandler. I play Elwyn Peck, uh, elf turned pseudo dragon until he does a hundred good deeds. Uh, fun fact about Elwyn is uh, early on in becoming a pseudo dragon, uh, he he couldn't really get down the the different parts of uh, you know casting spells and whatnot, being in his new form. So he tried to take up uh, and use weaponry because he still wanted to feel like he needed to protect himself. Uh, but he was never successful uh, wielding a, a sword, though he tried very hard. Uh, but in his new form, he just couldn't stand on two legs and wield a sword. Didn't figure that out, huh? Maybe one day. If you don't die, I guess. <laughs> yeah, a, a lot of uh, a lot of Elwin when he was young, like cause he wasn't like you know a master warlock, but he had a couple spells. They mostly involved uh, using uh, uh, you know a sword. Cause he 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 spent years of his life training to use a sword, and then just you know throwing out the window. No, poor little guy. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out which comic book character Chandler is basing. Heck off of with each. Um, I feel like with each little fun is fact, that, like it's that TV character, like, right? I'm not. Elwin is Hundred Good Deeds of Eddie, whatever. That, but he is based off. Did you of, say Hundred Good Deeds of Eddie Vedder? Of Eddie McDowell. <laughs> Everyone's favorite kids movie. A Hundred Good Deeds of Eddie Vedder. <laughs> uh, the pseudo dragon Peck is based off of an NPC that I had in my first uh, Dungeons and Dragons game, uh, and then I converted him into being this elf turned into a, dra- a pseudo-dragon. Uh, the original idea for Peck is he was just a a wizard's familiar who the wizard had done experimentation to and lived for, had an, an unknown lifespan. And then I was like, well, I can't, I can't play that. Corey wouldn't let me play that. I have to come up with a reason. Hey, you never it. brought it up. <laughs> like, I would have been down. <laughs> like, the current version of Peck is the only one you've ever told me about. <laughs> who are you? haven't we decided that you guys pick an npc like are we done with that or do you guys want row have we done row we did we we did row oh we may have yeah which which one did we do last time no we did heldry i think we did a heldry one for sure (laughs) we did a heldry one pastries yeah how about anziel that's That's exactly who i was gonna throw on the ring so i'm with chandler you know i'm just gonna give some fluff bullshit if you pick him right uh no i want to know uh a fun fact about anziel's saving throws and proficiencies. <laughs> what about Vampire Boy? Yeah, that's what I was just He's saying. not a vampire, guys. <laughs> He's not a, you guys can't say that. Is this Chandler who really likes him, or is it Peck who really likes him? Because you <laughs> seem to be really committed to this. Chandler thinks it's an interesting character. Uh, Peck uh, wants to be friends with him because this guy has a lot of magic stuff. Because I'm like, you've been hanging out with us and uh, you don't seem very excited about our presence ever. You know, I was feeling really <laughs> bad for Peck because he lost hey, a friend. Hey, hey, who broke you out of prison? I did. Cadmus. <laughs> no, who, who gave Cadmus the keys? He broke Cadmus out, but Cadmus broke them out. I mean... Let's be honest. <laughs> right, so who's Corey doing fun facts for? Oh, uh, I want the vampire boy. <laughs> vampire boy man he's thing <laughs> i would like to learn about the mel drow uh named Tenor. oh jeez who's not a vampire okay we can do that it's like it's never who i expect you guys to pick <laughs> who did you think we were gonna ask for honestly i kind of expected moira i guess uh but that's fine uh 
I'll learn about her over dinner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hi. Uh, I'm Corey, and I play everyone else. Uh, fun fact about Denor. Uh, <laughs> okay. Fun fact about Denor, uh, you have to invite him into your house before you can cross the threshold. <laughs> He's, he's not a vampire. He's just a really courteous dude. Fun fact about Denor, he did, never puts garlic on his food. Oh, fuck. I was literally just about to make this joke, but you kind of just did. Oh, I'm so sorry. No, no, we're canonizing it now. Uh, Denor has a very mild allergy <laughs> to garlic. <laughs> and the reason he gets so frustrated about the vampire comments is that for his whole life, assholes who think they're funny say it when they find out he can't eat garlic. <laughs> This is <laughs> It's locked in now. <laughs> All right. Uh, last time on Vibe Proficiency, uh, you did not pass go. You did not collect 200 gold and you went directly to jail. Uh, but it's okay because you promptly broke out after Pect retrieved your belongings and then some along with the keys to the cells. You were all in there for about three days, though, uh, and had a lot of time to let you know tempers rise and, and guards fall. Uh, you all skipped town and spent about an hour just laying low in the Dernal Forest, gathering your wits and building a plan, determining that you all needed to return to town to check in with your friends. Uh, the party split up to meet with Ro and Moira, the latter of which gave you all the key to her small apartment in the Timberline Burrows on the northwest end of town. On the way there, Mira took a moment at Hildry's grave to say goodbye, the only way a druid who raised herself can, and then you all continued on your way to Moira's apartment safe house. Once you made it to her narrow, cramped neighborhood full of what you can only assume are very reasonably priced houses, uh, you let yourself in with the key she provided you. It's it's not much to look at, uh, and it only has the one bed, uh, but it's tucked into the corner of the city pretty well, and it should work just fine for getting some rest and putting together a plan. Plenty of floor space to sleep on. Yeah, it definitely has enough floor space for everyone between like the bedroom, the living space, and the tiny kitchenette. Furnished or non-furnished? Uh furnished but like sparsely like you get the feeling that she doesn't spend a lot of time here in general harp just kind of throws herself on the bed and she's kind of just checking out uh cheddar's new uh new gear (laughs) (laughs) i think she'd be more excited if like we weren't you know being chased and uh hildry being dead (laughs) yeah so uh do you guys like i assume y'all take a long rest then um before cadmus goes to sleep Mm -hmm. everyone's settled down and he's like about to like go to sleep he's gonna say a little prayer he's gonna put it out there whatever has been whispering to me in my dreams um please come forth and tell me what you desire of me and then he will also say addendum i'm sorry whore and then he will go to sleep since at this point i have the ring on that means i only need two hours of sleep yeah peck kind of elwin's over in a little corner by himself once he feels everyone is fully asleep, uh, he will, uh, he's been working his books. He's going to take 10 minutes to uh, summon his uh, familiar uh, for the first time. Before that, he had been working on a little note uh, that he attaches, uh, gives to the familiar, uh, uses his mage hand to open up a window and sends his familiar out uh, to fly to uh, bloodletting with the instruction of leaving the letter under the door. Uh, the letter is uh, to Denor, apologizing uh, for everything that happened. Uh, that basically along the lines of saying, like, I'm, I'm so sorry, I'm an idiot. I thought we could, I thought I, I had a secret, you had a secret. 
I, I'm sorry for assuming. Uh, I, I'm so sorry, Tenor. Uh, please, uh, please forgive me. And hopefully our friendship can continue. Yeah, your familiar slips out the window and, and takes off into the night air, yeah, heading towards Central Plaza. Uh, it may take some time to deliver your message, though. Uh, so, you, you know, you like hang tight by the window, keeping yourself occupied with like a book or something. Uh, every now and then catching movement out of the corner of your eye as Cadmus stirs and twitches in his sleep in that way you kind of got used to seeing in the cell you shared since the fight. Um, what do you do once your familiar comes back? Uh, kind of just curl up and uh, go to sleep. Yeah, you, you keep your familiar with you? Absolutely. All right. Uh, Cadmus, all night you've been plagued with these looping, bizarre dreams. You know how sometimes you'll have a dream so strange you have to wake up for a moment and recenter yourself before falling back asleep? What's that? Yeah, that would really come in handy right about now. These aren't nightmares, per se, but they keep starting up again just as soon as they're over, just unrelenting, repeating without reprieve, like a, like a melody trapped in your mind. It starts the same way every time. You're waking up on your back to find yourself looking up at the sky, and it's gray. Not overcast, you couldn't really call what you're seeing in the air above you clouds, the sky is actually just gray. The color is missing, and it's rippling. It, it kind of reminds you of the aurora you'd sometimes see over your village during the coldest parts of winter growing up. And the first time, it reminded you a bit of home. But this place is anything but. It's silent and indifferent here. Every time the dream starts over, you stand up and take a look around, but there's still next to nothing to see. The world around you is charcoal gray, devoid of saturation, nondescript. Scanning your flat, empty surroundings, you see a shadowy mountain range in the distance, and your eyes follow it as you try to get your bearings. The mountains are extremely far off, but even from here, their scale makes you uneasy. And in every loop of this dream, the thing that you find most interesting about them is that they completely surround you. Just a, a giant ring of mountainous terrain closing you off from the world beyond. That is, if one exists. The only other thing you see of note here is a walled city, seemingly in the dead center of the jagged ring of mountains. And it's far away too, but even from here it looks <laughs> big. And Cadmus, every time you've had this dream tonight, it's right there where it was before. But it's different every time? A different architectural style, a different layout, a different skyline, except for the large spire in the center, stretching upwards and gleaming with monochrome light as it pierces the sky. And it's beautiful in its own way, but you get this feeling in the pit of your stomach that you can't quite name. It's like, like you're not supposed to be here yet. You're much too early. And each loop, just as you're realizing that, the dream ends like it has every time for the last few hours. You go to move, towards the city, away from it, or just anywhere from this spot. It, it doesn't seem to make a difference. No matter where you try to go, you find that you can't move, and suddenly you're at the beginning again. Laying on your back, waking to the silvery aurora, dancing oddly in the dark gray sky. And you lose count of how many times you endure this false awakening, of how long you ache for either rest or morning to come, until it finally does. Until you open your eyes and see the drab browns and tans of Moira's apartment and the dawn sunlight beginning to peek through the window. And you're rested, but you're tired. What's that? 
What is everyone doing as they wake up? How far did we say the gravesite was? I'd say less than 10 minutes from where you're staying. Um, as soon as Mira wakes up, she's going to wrap herself as much as she can, take the key to the apartment, and run down to the gravesite quickly and try to stay concealed and just sit in the field growth uh, to meditate on her druid spells. But also, for the first time in her life, she's going to start looking for guidance elsewhere because normally it's, it's all nature for her. But sitting at, at the grave of, of Hildry, she's going to say, um, you know, I, I never really believed in this stuff. I mean, nature, yeah, but you had so much faith in Kellenvor and, and what he might be able to do to help us. And I don't, I don't know, maybe if anyone can hear me right now, um, we need help. Kellumvor or, or anyone, just please. And then go back to the to the apartment. Uh, roll religion if you want to. Okay. That is going to be a nine. Okay. She's new to this. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, you don't know what you expect, but it's not like you're you're surrounded in magical wind and the vision of Kellumvor appears to you or anything. <laughs> you feel sort of empty. Uh, and I think that that's to be expected, given the circumstances. Uh, but maybe you do feel a bit better for trying as you head to the apartment. Uh, Peck, you've presumably been awake most of the night. Uh, tell me what's going on in the apartment. Um, huh. <laughs> I, I'd be over in the corner just kind of, uh, I want to say just like reading back through the the books that I have. I have the books from the library still. <laughs> and just trying to get ascertain more knowledge from that, not really giving thought to that around me. Uh, and then as everyone else wakes up, they would see uh, me sitting there, my unseen servant kind of holding out some different stuff, and then my familiar uh, sitting uh, sitting next to me on the floor. So what's your familiar like? He's, uh, you know, small, uh, roughly the, the size of a, of a cat. <laughs> Uh, red scales. Uh, and if you guys remember a couple sessions ago, I swung by Tymons and said, hey, I'm going to pick something up that I talked to Corey about. Uh, also wearing a uh, a fox-shaped mask and is also <laughs> looking at a book. Yeah, so as you're all waking up, or in Mira's case, as you're just like coming back into the apartment, uh, you all see Peck, his unseen servant, and Peck in a mask, reading books. <laughs> You can just say you're masturbating. <laughs> uh, so your familiar is just you. It's, it's a, no, it's a pseudo dragon. It's a red pseudo dragon. You piece of shit. <laughs> but I also made it put a mask on so that way you guys can't tell if it's me or not. Great, love that. Your familiar is banned from the pets episode. <laughs> no, he's my, he's my <laughs> like the whole point. Mira definitely walks into the apartment seeing this for the first time after praying for the first time <laughs> and is having some regrets. <laughs> Swears off the whole religion thing. <laughs> Does a double take and pours out whatever she's drinking while staring straight into camera. <laughs> That's the vibe right now. Uh, when uh, Mira comes back in, uh, both pecs kind of look their head up uh, at you. Uh, and uh, you hear one of them say, oh, um, is everything okay? Everything is fine. What? Uh, what? <laughs> um, there's two of you. Oh, yes. 
Um, this is my uh, my familia to assist me uh, with stuff. Most most uh, prolific uh, uh, magical users, uh, warlocks and wizards have one. I'm gonna go familiar, um, and I'm gonna make it look just like Peck. Is do they always look identical? I I, I don't know what you're. Oh, because oh, because I'm still uh well, you see, uh, I always kind of liked pseudo dragons. You know, I I uh my 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 family kind of had one when I was younger, so I thought, why not? Uh, do do you think it's it's off putting? Uh, it's. It's different. Dude. That's for sure. Uh. Um. Uh, right. Yeah. Um. Okay. Okay. This is this is okay. I just <laughs> he he just slowly nods and just goes back to his books, kind of sad. Uh, is no 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 Peck. I'm I'm sorry. I didn't I didn't mean it like that. I just. I, Sorry, I just I visited Hildry and it was a confusing moment. No, no, and, it's uh, it's 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 fine. It's really it's it's fine. Um, uh, I, yes, uh, I take right. Simon off my little my little horn on my head and I just hold him out towards the the now fey creature Peck. Say, uh, uh, hi, other Peck. This is this is Simon. Oh well, well, he his name isn't Peck. Um, it, oh, oh, I'm so sorry. What's yeah. <laughs> yes, um, well, my, my name is, is Elwood Peck, of course, and this is my unseen servant. Um, his name uh, is... Um, Definitely not being thought of right now on the spot. <laughs> I know how Corey feels. <laughs> Welcome. Could your familiar's name just be Elwin? That's <laughs> Elwin and Peck. Did we lose Chandler? Is that what's happening? <laughs> Honestly, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Does this mean we get to name the familiar now? <laughs> yeah, we have squatters' rights. <laughs> Hello? Hey, there you are. Hello. Hello. Sorry, okay. we, we thought you were just taking a really long time to think of a name. <laughs> you said his name is, and then it cut out. Oh, okay. I was like, man, they've, I guess they didn't like the name. <laughs> <laughs> um, this uh, this is, of course, my unseen servant, you know, uh, Z- Zelwan. Um, uh, he's he's kind of shy. Wait, and, uh, sorry, what? What kind of name is that? <laughs> uh, Zelwan. Uh, it's uh, Z-H-O-R-O-N. Z-H. Zoran? Zoran. Zoran. You know, Zoran. He's very fancy. He's very, very smart. Of course, Peck would name it something that changes every time you try Uh, to pronounce it. And then, of course, this is uh, my new familiar. We're we're very, very good friends. Um, This is, of course, um, don't don't be shy. Uh, And the the, the fine familiar kind of, like, looks up very indifferent. Uh, This is, um, uh... Yeah? Old? Old? It's a weird name. Hmm. <laughs> uh, this is uh, 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 Ari. Is 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 what it tells me its name is. A R I. A Y R E. Air. Oh shoot! Never mind. Take that back. <laughs> Roll it back. Nope, that's canon uh, now. No, absolutely not. Take it again. This is uh, this is Artin. A R T I N. Spelled like it sounds. Love to see it. Artin, it's 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 lovely to meet you. Uh, y- yes, uh, we're we're all uh, the best of friends, <laughs> and I, I want that to be as sad as it sounded. <laughs> you couldn't make friends, so you made friends. Yep, it's the Elwood Peck way. <laughs> Uh, the the uh, both pseudo dragons are wearing the exact same mask, except the 
the familiars has no magical abilities. Yeah, you were just able to procure another non-magical one. The temptation to just also turn into a pseudo-dragon right now is very high. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> uh, okay, I know you all wanted to use some time to figure out what your plan was while you were here. Yeah, I'm assuming everyone's awake now. Mm-hmm. So what do you all think our next step is? We have to find some way into the keep. We're not just going to be able to walk on in to where Anzil is. We need to figure that out and how we're going to approach that whole thing overall. I also think it's important. We have to find out where that crown is. If Anzil has it and is planning something. Uh, oh, uh, yes. I talked to um, Moria about that. Um, she did see what they put it into uh, and... I hand the the drawing to my familiar, who then brings it over to the group uh, and shows the the drawing of the chest that the crown was put into. Uh, th- that's what Mora told me she saw them put the crown into. I would imagine it's in his manner. Anzil doesn't strike me as the type who would leave that with those beneath him. You're probably right. I definitely think it's in the manner, too. So the question is, is are we going to uh, break into the manor? And uh, look for it. We have no idea if it's actually there. Well, we can do some scouting. I mean, I can try to go and disguise myself as something smaller. Or if Cheddar wants to go, I've been working on a way to try to see through the eyes of an animal, but I don't. I haven't done that yet. Uh, you and uh, and Harp can can look who, whoever she wants. The two of you could go on a scouting together. I was thinking like a small creature that would be unnoticed and see what I can find. While you're doing that, she could go in as one of the servants and maybe... I assume while we were there, we saw like servants walking around the manor. Yeah, you especially remember one of the cooks who makes bacon. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, you could go in as one of the bacon cooks. I could give you some uh, some tips on how to make better bacon for your cover story. <laughs> I can't change the bacon. He loves that bacon, though. That's true. He would catch you for certain. Already (laughs) making mistakes, and we're not even there yet. Arden, uh, mark that down. Keep that in mind. Uh, Am am I Arden, or are you Arden? (laughs) Uh, I don't know. I I think it has to be Corey. (laughs) Yeah, okay. Uh, I I mean, I guess he scribbles that down. Uh, Thank you, Arden. Sure, what's one more character on the pile? Perfect. Um, Yes, um, do, do do the two of you want to go? I mean, if we, we can. Yeah. Or just go with me here. You make yourself look like Kellenvor, and then just go in there and demand the crown back. <laughs> that didn't do me any good before. Oh, that's true. You do. Yeah. yeah mm. So I'm going to have to get uh, a cook's outfit. Uh, we can get an idea of when people leave and come and maybe you can get a uniform from them. Or you probably could get away with shopping in town. Uh, you're a little harder to recognize than we are. I mean, it's up to you, um, unless we want to do, like, a stakeout outside. And, I mean, is this the official plan we're all going to go with? We need to find out where the crown is, but we need as much information as we can get. We don't just want to run in. No. Who knows what Anseal's got hiding in there. We need as much intel on the inside of that compound as possible. I mean, I'm fine with scouting. I can be stealthy if I need to. We, we, could, we could look for our old pal, Fan. Uh, Anfield doesn't know that he had anything to do with our group and see if he might be able to do a scouting bit for us. Uh, hey guys, I just happened to be walking past the window. Hey, it's me, Fan. Remember from episode one? Uh, <laughs> fan! Hey! Fuck you, nerds. Welcome! <laughs> Look, there's two of me now! 
I really hope we're on a second floor apartment. <laughs> fan don't, hanging in the don't, don't fall out that window, fan. Oh, classic fan. Um, it might actually be a really good idea. If fan comes back. <laughs> I really just want Kelly to do a Casey impression. <laughs> I take it back. I don't want to do this. That, that actually might get you in a very good conversation with Anziel saying that you came back, you had left the friends, and they owed you money. That way you create a sense of camaraderie with him and hating us. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is happening. Buckle it. I mean, in theory, I don't... Uh, this is me speaking. I, th- in theory, don't have to do a Casey voice. You have to do a fan voice. Right? Kelly, I'll send you his backstory so you can get into his mindset. All <laughs> <Well>, 10 pages. <laughs> I was like, that's going to take a minute. It might be impractical, but it's funny. <laughs> that's Kelly's nervous laugh. Yeah, it is. <laughs> because uh, my poor character probably has uh, the right social skills, but me, the player, does not. <laughs> I'll do my best. Are you actually doing this? Absolutely. I don't know. Yes, please. Fuck yeah, let's go. Um, and even better, because uh, this is, was my plan before, suggesting the fan... Mira's probably going to go with the spider for her wild shape. Gross. Oh, no. So she's going to be ghost spider and fan. (laughs) The funny part is I'm, like, staring at my fun facts, and one of the facts is that Harp's afraid of bugs. Oh, is she? I'm sorry, Harp. Spiders aren't bugs. It's different. Spiders is bugs, y'all. It's an arachnid. All insects are bugs. Not all bugs are insects. (laughs) Spiders are tiny and inconspicuous, and rats are likely to get killed. That's true. I guess she'll just have to bite her tongue. Just deal with it. I, I, I won't climb on you or anything. I promise you that. <laughs> Believe it when I see it. <laughs> Can I just ask you a technical question? Because I don't know. I With the druids, if they're in wild shape and they hit zero hit points, because uh, this might be a risky move now that I'm looking at it, because spiders have one hit point. Do they automatically die? or? Oh, no, you just revert to your regular form. Okay. Just because I don't want to, like, auto-death if someone sees a spider and smacks it for two hit points. From what I've always understood it, it was just temporary hit points. Yeah, basically. Okay. Uh, if you take more damage than the form can handle, that, like, spillover damage applies to your normal HP. That's what. That's how I always taught, took it. Like, if your wild shape has five HP and you're hit for six, you revert and then take one damage. Okay, that's, yeah, because that's a huge difference on, yeah, that, that would change the plan immensely if the risk of dying is that high. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Yeah, so you're going to change into Fandrin? What do you look like? Um, what did Fan wear? Uh, I show her a photo, our, our group photo from the first session <laughs> that we took right before Fan left us. You walk into a fantasy hot topic and say, hey, I need to look like I can give anyone the douche chills fast. <laughs> <laughs> you leave looking like Fandrin. No, uh, I can't remember. Casey, what did he wear? I don't even remember. Shit. I think it was just... Uh, Dark tunic. <laughs> Makes sense, yeah. Yeah, it was similar to the uh, like the hooded garb that Kira wears, where it's just like, picture those like half circle of like fabric on top of their clothes, and that has a hood attached to it. He's got like that on top of a tunic and pants, and but, I mean, she could wear whatever. It doesn't matter. All right. <laughs> yeah, we can say you go out and find some dark clothes that match the vibe real quick. I'm not too worried about playing that out. Uh, and and you put them on, you change your form, and guys, Fandrin's back. <laughs> and new Fandrin turns to you and says, All right, we're going to do this then? <laughs> I think we should. 
And I'm gonna um, bundle up as much as I can for now and wait till we get a little closer to the mansion to switch over the shape. Okay. I'm gonna take Simon and I'm gonna put him in a little windowsill on a little bed or something so that he stays nice and warm and safe. Is anyone else coming in case this goes south? Pecker, is, are you able to see through your familiar? Of course. We are best friends. <laughs> Perhaps he might be able to scout around? I, I mean, I, I, I mean I, how, do you, how do you feel about that, Arton? Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, I could, yeah, we could do that. Now, does Arton like to fly or no? I don't want to ask him to do something. I mean, you, 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 can, you, can, ask, you can ask Arton. I mean, it's really rude to direct your questions to me. Well, I, I just am making sure, because um, I know you're not particularly fond of it. I mean, I, you know, I, I, I never said I'm, I'm, you know, not fond of it. It's just, you know, who would want to be up high in the sky, you know? Why would you want to be up there when, you, you know, you could have your feet on the ground? Uh, of, of course. Um, how do you feel about flying? Uh, I give, like, a, a little mental nudge to him, uh, and Arden kind of springs up in the air, and it's just, like, flapping his wings. <laughs> Perhaps he can fly near the manor and just be near, nearby, and if something goes massively wrong, I can send up a sign so you all know. Uh, yes, I, I can only... Uh, I, I, I sent uh, Arton last night to deliver a, a letter, but as soon as he got roughly 100 feet away from me, I, I could no longer communicate with him, similar to my current abilities with my mind, so you would have to give him a, a signal and he would have to fly back here to alert us. Yes. But that should work. Uh, uh, Arton, if you will uh, take to the sky, follow behind them, and keep an eye out for uh, either of them giving some sort of signal. Uh, I'm sure you'll know it when you see it. I'm going to use my thaumaturgy, and I'm going to make a raven's call and say to Pekka, if you hear this, we're in trouble. Okay, Arton, if you hear that sound, uh, come get us. Unless, of course, it's a normal raven, then if it's a normal raven, don't come get us, but if it's a... Uh, it's, it's a very specific raven's caw. It's like a three-caw, like, caw-caw-caw. If you hear a caw-caw-caw, that's all right, Arton. All right, Arton. Uh, and I, I give Arton a little a little bag with some uh, with some little snacks in there. since he's. You know. Of course. <laughs> okay. <laughs> to the manor, I suppose. <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> Uh, as soon as we are what I remember to be a couple blocks away, I'm going to ask Harp to come off into an alley, and that's when I'm going to, I'm sorry, uh, I know you don't love this, but I'm going to spider, wait, wait, and I'm... Before you do, where are you going to hide, though? It's, it's not <laughs> in my clothes, right? Or like, oh, no, 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 no. Um, <laughs> is there, like, a pouch or, like, um, a dagger hilt she can... Yeah, and then Harp, that I can yeah, she just, on? like, points to her pocket. <laughs> Uh, no, I, I can't go in your pocket. I have to be able to see. No, but I mean, but I don't want to see you. But. Okay, um, here's what I'll do. And I just climb on the back of the, the um, cloak. I guess, yeah. That, that. And now my talking's done. So this is happening. Okay. Because I'm wild shaped and can't talk. Okay. But you can't see her. Yeah. Okay. I just hope I don't feel your, your little legs. And yeah. on the back of Harp's cloak now. Towards the bottom, but not, like, by her foot to accidentally get stepped on, is a small brown spider about an inch big. Gross. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you said small, and then you said an inch. <laughs> You're forgetting. I lived in a the, the land of the spider. I have taken on six-inch spiders in my life. Gross. One inch is small. 
Thanks, I hate it. <laughs> so we have the incognito duo there, and then the uh, bright red flying pseudo dragon just overhead. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I guess, yeah, yeah. Perfect. Can't you can't you change the look of your familiar? I sure can't. <laughs> just change him. I would never force that upon him. If Artin wanted that, I would support him. But I would never force that. Arts and I are friends. Okay, so Fan Harp, Spider Mira, and Artsen start heading out from the Timberline Burrows. Uh, you all pass through Burkstaff Park easily enough, and you like, I, I mean, you notice a few people glancing around and pointing at Arten in the air above you as you make your way through the large green space. Uh, and you get to Moonvale Manor. Uh, you're outside. What do you do? Wait a second. I didn't even come up with a reason why I'm even there. Too late now. Revenge. Revenge on the group. Revenge. What did they do to me? Fake me. Up to Harp. <laughs> what would she improvise? The Harp's already planned that uh, she's just back in town and needs a place to stay at the moment. And since she knew this place was available, or he. <laughs> yeah, get into that Fandrin headspace. <laughs> well, I mean, like, I can just walk in, right? He basically treats it like a resort. Oh, sure, we could do a break-in instead. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, all right. I'll just knock, <laughs> knock, knock. Someone opens the door, uh, and they do not recognize you, and they say... Greetings. How may I be of assistance? Uh, hi. Is, uh, is Ansel here? Oh, of course. You here for the meeting then? Running behind? Uh, no, I'm just, uh, an old friend. Kind of helped uh, him out last time. Yeah, they say, uh, oh, my apologies. Uh, Captain Eleron is currently unavailable and, and may be for some time, but you're welcome to come inside and wait if you'd like. And they reach to like help you with your cloak. Uh, no, I'm I'm fine, thank you. Uh, I'll just uh, I'll wait outside uh, within your parlor, Ariel. Wait, <laughs> so are you waiting outside or in the parlor? No, no, no. That's why I'm like your your little parlor thingy. Oh, right, the outdoor parlor. <laughs> the inside of your house, sir. <laughs> okay, sure. Yeah, uh, he steps back and he pulls the door wider so that you can come in and says. Please feel free to take a seat and I'll go let him know to expect you. Oh, that's, you know what? Let's make this a surprise. I'm sure he'll be really excited to see me. Don't, don't interrupt. <laughs> he says, oh, uh, that's actually, that's my job. When people come here, I announce them. <laughs> What's your name? Fandrin. Thank you, Master Fandrin. I'll be back momentarily. I'm going to skitter down and try to skitter like on a loose piece of clothing. Uh, sure, yeah, like while they're talking. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you get onto the back of his shoe and you like scuttle up away from the sole uh, and he walks towards the study uh, and he pauses for just a moment, making sure that he's like presentable. You know, so much so that you, you kind of get the vibe that there are probably important people in the room. Yep. Uh, and then he knocks and someone opens the door. And, uh, you know, pe peeking from around his ankle, you can see that there are a handful of people in the room. Uh, and he says, apologies, sir, but a master Fandrin is here to see you following your meeting. And you hear Anseal's voice from the far side of the room say, I tell him I'll, I'll see to him shortly. And your taxi man gives a little nod and, and reaches to close the door. Uh, no, I'm going in. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Uh, you scurry in and he closes the door behind you as he you know turns heel to leave. And because you said you were like a full inch spider, like I'm going to need a stealth check since there are already kind of like eyes in your direction right now. I'm going as close to the uh, books as I can. So right. this is, I'm going to roll a d20 because the spider is more stealthy than I am. Yeah. I'm so, I've never been more nervous. <laughs> All right, it's an 18. Okay. Nobody seems to notice you slip in. <laughs> and you scuttle near a bookshelf and you press yourself to the shadows while everyone turns back to each other and, and begins to talk again. Uh, meanwhile, Fandrin Harp, the guy comes back and says, 
As I mentioned, he's indisposed at the moment, but he did ask me to let you know that he'll see you shortly. Uh, is there anything I can do for you in the meantime? Uh, I've had a long journey. Some, some water would be nice. Of course, sir. And he slips off towards the kitchen. Uh, what do you do? I was going to do that thing where I'm pretending to pace around and get close to the door and see if I can hear anything, because I guess I didn't notice Mira scurry off. Probably not. <laughs> yeah, probably. Uh, but you get an inconspicuous distance from the door and you listen in a bit. Uh, it's hard to hear much of what's actually being said, but you can make out several voices talking in like hushed tones on the other side of the sturdy door. Uh, Mira, what are you doing inside? Full fly on the wall. I want to hear what they've got to say. I'm not going to risk being seen until I get an idea of what this meeting's about. Okay. Uh, you listen in as they resume their conversation. And uh, Ansel says, if it really did aid in creating the undead, spawning the recent attacks here and in Holyhead, it would be prudent to keep it locked away and secure. And someone else in the room says, it needs to be destroyed. And a third person pipes up and she says, don't be a fool. If it's as powerful as you say, it needs to be studied. And you watch Ansel just calmly listen to several conflicting plans of action. Um, but you can tell he's not being swayed by any of them. Uh, finally, he interrupts, just like slowly rising from his chair and kind of raising a hand to quiet the others and says, we're not going to play with it. I can't seem to understand why we're still having these conversations four full days after the fact. If anyone can provide a more secure place than I, please speak up. And it hits you, like what he just said. The crown, it's here somewhere. Maybe even in this room. Does she see a box? Because I described it to her. Showed her the picture. You did mm -hmm. show the picture. And Mira, you look around, uh, but you don't see that box anywhere. Can I get a vibe from Ansel if there's a tone of genuine concern? Or does he just want people to not think he wants to mess with this? Do you want to roll a vibe check? I would love to vibe check. Yeah, roll it. Um, insight is wisdom perfect, so I keep my own. Uh, nine. Uh, everything you're seeing makes it seem like he just genuinely does not want anyone to be using this. You're kind of getting that he views it as dangerous, uh, and his guards explicitly referred to it as a weapon before, right? Like, maybe he believes that. Uh, and, you know, the others in the room begin to, like, interject, but he holds up his hand again, and he says... Apologies, friends. If you'd like to return with more actionable ideas, I'd love to hear them. But it seems I have company. And he walks over to the door to open it. Uh, and Harp, you'd, you'd certainly hear this and be able to like get out of the way a bit. Uh, but the door opens, and these sort of like official-looking people file out, giving you know frustrated but polite nods on their way past you. And uh, finally, Ansel also leaves the room, and and he sees you, and he says, "Ah, Fandrin, wasn't it? To what do I owe the pleasure?" Oh, uh. I uh, have been traveling and I'm looking for some more work. That group I was with, the, those, those odd ones, uh, we had a pretty good job. I was wondering if you had anything else available. He smiles this like politician's smile and he says, oh, and, and here I was thinking you weren't interested. And you remembered, Fandrin left. He didn't do that job. <laughs> His smile warms a bit and he says, no matter though. It's uh, probably for the best you didn't continue to hang about with those people. And in any event, the necromancer was caught. Nasty business, but all's well that ends well. Hmm? And he like pauses for a moment and he says, to be quite frank with you, I'm not typically in the business of handing out odd jobs. If you're looking for gainful employment, I know that the city guard is always recruiting. I could put in a good word. Uh, you mentioned that you guys caught the necromancer. Who, who was that? Uh, let me roll really quick. 
Uh, he raises an eyebrow and says, Can I ask, why the sudden interest now, so soon, after the resolution of that whole debacle? Oh, you know, just uh, making sure the job got done. I just couldn't trust the rest of that group. They just seemed so, I don't know, uh, suspicious. <laughs> Roll performance or deception for me. Oh, boy. That is a seven. He says, it's funny, I have to agree with you. Why don't you walk with me, my friend? Sure. Was the door open when that conversation was happening? Yeah. Okay, uh, that changes my plan, because she was going to look around, but hearing that he's going to take Fandren on a walk, she's going to attempt to follow them. Okay, yeah, I'll say this. You'd be aware that at your current size, they'll probably outpace you within a few steps. Probably. Are you going to try and hitch a ride? If I can, if not, I'm just going to try to keep them in my eye line. Sure, let's call it maybe like a straight dex check. All right. Uh, dex for spiders is plus two. That's going to be a 19. Yeah, you're able to climb onto one of them. Take your pick. Uh, sorry, Harp, but I'm climbing back. <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh, you're easily able to scurry up onto Fandrin Harp's shoe and nestle in. Uh, and Ansiel starts walking you guys towards the door. Uh, and the guy from before comes out of the kitchen with a glass of water and he sees you leaving and says, <laughs> apologies for the delay. Are, are you heading out? Would you still like your... Uh, yeah, I definitely... You know what? I Since you're here, I am actually so hungry from traveling. Um, I look at Anson and I go, you, you wouldn't mind me taking a quick bite here as we speak. <laughs> he, uh, uh, with your passive perception, you catch the faintest glimpse of his brow furrowing for just a moment. Uh, and he says... Uh, what kind of public servant would I be if I weren't happy to help my friends and neighbors? And he gestures to the door, to the kitchen. Uh, what's your plan? Um, I'm going to see if I can honestly see if he can tell me about the crown and me offer this sort of service of protecting the crown, just so I know where it is. Uh, Extra security. I don't know. <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh, you head into the kitchen and there's just a bounty of food sitting out ready to eat at any given time. Uh, and he gestures to a chair and says, please. Sit, eat. And he, like, takes the chair opposite you and says, So, what really brings you my way? Well, honestly, word gets around fast, and, uh, yeah, I heard about those, uh, chuckleheads. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I heard. Can she get inspiration for that? <laughs> That was, oh, that was a Casey so part, of, part of me says yes, but the other part of me knows that Casey's favorite is chuckle fucks. Yep. Oh, <laughs> oh man. Just <clears throat> continuing. Uh, and uh, I think I may be of service to you. Uh, he says, please enlighten me. The reason you don't know about me is because I am the stealthiest rogue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he says, yes, Fandrin, we've met. Oh, well, you know what I mean. You knew me from the past job, but you don't know my life story. Uh, All 10 pages of it. He gestures for you to continue. I'm thinking you're going to need to beef up the security around here. I heard what they did, and I heard what they brought to this place. You know what I mean? Wink. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he says, Fandren, are you asking to be my bodyguard i want to help you keep things in line here you know protect uh, the weapon wink what's happening i'm physically winking okay, i thought maybe you were just saying it out loud <laughs> no what the fuck are you 
Wing. I don't know. Listen, I'm trying my best here, okay? You wanted Fandrin, there's Fandrin. <laughs> Honestly, if I close my eyes, it's like he's really here. <laughs> uh, why don't we call this a deception or persuasion roll? Up to you. Take your pick. Um. Okay, I'll do deception. And that is a uh, total of 23. Oh, thank goodness. So, let me make sure I understand. When I offered you the job, and a place to stay in my own home. You turned up your nose and refused. But now you're here to say that you don't approve of how things have been handled since, and you want me to pay you. Does that about sum it up? I mean, I'm in high demand. Uh, <laughs> if you don't want my skills, my very, very valuable skills. He says, that's correct. And uh, he stands up with a smile, and he offers you his hand to shake yours, and he says, My apologies, Master Fandrin. I have quite a full agenda today, and I simply must be off. Please enjoy your meal. I I'm sure you're similarly busy today, what with how in demand your skills are. All right. He, uh, he gives you a slight nod, like a saccharine smile, uh, and he leaves you in the awkwardly quiet kitchen alone with the guy who let you in. Uh, and that guy kind of like locks eyes with you, you know, he like he hooks his finger into his collar and pulls it away in a comedic, you know, <laughs> <laughs> he says, can can I get you anything? Uh, wow, this is awkward. Hmm? Uh, it's OK. I mean, I imagine he's just stressed. Am I right? He does seem to have a lot on his plate lately, but it was a bold move and I respect it. And, uh, he, you know, he busies himself like packing up a few bites for the road and hands you like a little bundle of them in a napkin. Uh, and I forgot, Spider Mira, what are you doing right now? I'm attempting to follow um, Ansel, crawling my way over. Okay. How long has it been? Um, maybe 20 minutes? Yeah, no, I'm definitely, I'm just gonna, I'm, I'm gonna go with him. Okay, give me a dex check. Absolutely. Uh, that's going to be 13 total. Okay, you're caught off guard by how quickly he stands to, like, dismiss himself. Uh, and you can't quite get to him before he starts walking off. Uh, he's, you know, he's covered more ground than you, but you're able to slip through the kitchen door behind him just in time to see him walking down the hall. Uh, and rather than go back into his study, he makes a turn and he leaves through the front door. Uh, what do you do? Uh, in that instance, then I'm going to, after failing to get on him, I'm going to attempt to go back into that office. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you can easily slip under that door. Spiders are gross like that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> looking around... Oh, I'm, I might. I don't know if I want to do this or not. But yeah, I'm gonna. With the door closed. Oh no! What if he's tracking this place? Yeah. What if? It wouldn't. Uh, drop wild shape uh. again. Like hood up as much as I can to distort my face as soon as I come out of it. Um, looking around specifically for any notes concerning Bahal. Okay. Yeah. Looking for any references to the blood god. Uh. Roll investigation if you want to sort of rifle through his stuff. Because I kind of, my, my idea is that I want to find the, oh, that was a five. Okay. Natural two. Yeah, you don't see any, like, like his I Heart Bahal t-shirt isn't draped across the chair back or anything. <laughs> uh, it's like it is laundry day. <laughs> <laughs> Underneath his armor. <laughs> you got to keep it close. Uh, but otherwise, you don't see much out of the ordinary. Is there anything on his desk? Or not really? Yeah, you flipped through a few notices and memos during that time, and yeah. like all you're really finding are run-of-the-mill reports from and about the guards. Just like notes about recent disturbances, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Uh, is there ink and parchment nearby? Yeah, for sure. All right. I'm going to leave a note on the desk. 
Okay. And I'm going to try to obscure my, like, not that he's seen my handwriting, but kind of make it look blocky. And write, return the crown to the temple. Kalimvor demands it. Uh, yeah, just let me write that down really quick. <laughs> let me write that down so I don't forget that I did that. <laughs> it just seems like it's going to be important shortly. <laughs> as soon as I do that, I'm dropping back into wild shape. Back to the spider. <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, Harp, what are you doing right now? I don't know. No, I guess I'm just going to leave at this point. Okay. Yeah. If I come out and I don't see Fandrin slash Harp where they were, I also, I'm going to leave an exit to where we left. Uh, yeah, we'll say you're wrapping up in time to see Harp walking out of the kitchen. Uh, great. Uh, I won't make you roll. You can just hop on as Fandrin Harp walks by. Okay. And then I'm going to, sorry, Harp, I'm going to really quickly skid up <laughs> and go on Fan's hand so that Van can, or Harp can see that I'm there and then immediately skid her back down. Sorry. I just imagine when Harp sees you, she does this weird shiver, like this, like, oh. (laughs) (laughs) And the guy who was like walking you to the door and he notices you flinch for a second and he says, everything all right, sir? Oh, oh yeah. I was just a little chilly, but it was nice meeting you. I didn't, uh, I didn't catch your name. No, you didn't, sir. <laughs> so maybe we come up with a name for this character you'll never see again. I'm so bad I'll at this. back. Because next week we're asking a fun fact about it. <laughs> <laughs> so what are y'all doing now? Um, we could head back and at some point are you just going to turn back into your... Yeah, if you go close to any kind of shadowy area, she'll get off you and snap back in. Okay. To tiefling form. Cool beans. Uh, does anyone give Artin the signal to come back to the apartment with you guys? Uh, you see, I'm afraid to signal. Just let him fly. Just let him circle there for a little while longer. Um, do we do we see Artin? He's just flying. Yeah, exactly. Since you're looking for him, you can just easily spot him flying these big lazy circles over the manor. Okay, I'm gonna do one singular raven call. Yeah, he looks down. Well, okay, wait. Didn't you like explicitly say to listen out for three raven calls? You did. Yeah. I told him it was a three raven call if things went horribly wrong. <laughs> oh, so we never established so, so when we were done. <laughs> he he stops in midair, and you see his ear get uh, cartoonishly big as he's listening for those next two calls to know if it's go time. You should just shout in his general direction. Let's go! It was a bus. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we could just wave at him, right? <laughs> yeah, you, you catch his eye with the one car and you like gesture for him to follow you and he totally does. It's all good. Uh, and you get back to the apartment and for time's sake and for not having to repeat all of that, I assume you give everyone the info. Yeah. Pretty much. How, how long were they roughly gone? I don't know, 35, 40 minutes? Oh, man, guys, what were we doing in those 35 minutes? Hey, that's what I was going to ask. Were we were we playing a board game? Yeah, we're playing... Um... Don't you have like a deck of cards in your inventory? I absolutely do. Okay. <laughs> Let's play a card game. I also have a bag of dice. But whatever we're doing where we're sitting around, I just want to be like, so this may be an awkward conversation, but I, I feel like we never really got, you know, more into specific. Should, should we be afraid of of, of Cat? Is, is he going to try and kill us? <laughs> if you want my honest answer, yes, he will. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Um, wh- why? <laughs> he wants to destroy this world. Oh, cool, 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 cool. You cool. fall under this world. You are part of what he wants to destroy. Uh, hey, um, can he hear me? <laughs> if I can hear you, he can hear you. Oh, cool, 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 cool. 
uh, a cat, uh, between me and you, um, I uh, don't fall under this world, so you don't have to kill me, okay? <laughs> cool, cool, cool. So, so Cadmus, how's, how's your warlock stuff going? Also, uh, go ahead and draw another card. Oh, um, go fish. Oh, uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. You didn't know. have any sixes? Don't. I, no. I had another strange dream last night, but this one was less whispers and more. I was in this desert gray sky. There was a there was a town and a tower. So that's where I'm at. Also, I learned how to do this and I use minor illusion to (laughs) make a card that looks like a seven. Uh huh. Uh-huh. While he was telling that, I made a sleight of hand check of five to try and uh, steal a card without them noticing. <laughs> Cadmus, you absolutely see it with your passive. I just kind of glare at him, and I uh, take the card back out of his hand. Oh, uh, <laughs> I yeah. put it back in mine. Have you, uh, you, you reached out to anything? Have you, have you tried, uh, I don't really know about this. I haven't really communicated with uh, the, the old one who's kind of over me. I've never really connected with them. I've, I tried to ask for anything a name uh, a goal i don't even know who or what gave me this power well you know you know what i always do when i have something that doesn't tell me their name i just name them myself sure what would you name this being you're very good at naming things like oh, Zod, oh, wow. whatever his name right, is akira uh, uh, do you have any fives no <laughs> no, she doesn't have any cards. <laughs> She's not even playing. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. Uh, do you have any ideas for, for names, Hero? Would you well, like to name, name my his, god? His name is God. Uh, while I have them distracted, uh, <laughs> that way I can, I can act like I'm not like thinking really hard about this. Uh, do I know anything about this god he's mentioned? Like the this dream? Does it spark any anything in my mind? Um, roll either history or religion with advantage. Your choice. Religion, I have a one in. History, I have a four in. So I'm going to roll with history. Uh, that is a 13. Yeah, you hear him describing this flat gray land with a gray sky and a gray city. And honestly, none of that rings any bells to you. But when he mentions the tower, something kind of sticks in your mind about it. And a couple moments later, you wonder if there's any reason Cadmus Dream City might have some similarities to how Kellenvor's domain was described in a book you read once. Uh, but it's impossible to say given the information you have. Interesting, interesting. Um, Kira, did you have any names? Also, uh, Zahorn, you can go ahead and draw a card. My unseen servant draws a card. Zahorn, <laughs> do you have any threes? Uh, he, he hands you a three. Oh, excellent. I, I lay down three threes. Uh, also, you know, I was thinking more about that. Uh, that sounds very similar to Kelimor's domain. I, I don't know if it's Kelimor himself who's reached out to you, but... It sounds similar to what I've had in this reading. Interesting. Chemist, make a religion check with advantage. Religion. Akira, did you come up with any names for his god? Uh, I'd prefer not to name a god. I'd rather they name themselves. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. I feel it would be sacrilegious to apply my own name to an immortal deity. That's quite deep. I I didn't know that about you, Akira. Learning more and more. Um, Speaking of learning more, do you have any twos? (laughs) 19. Okay, Cadmus, you remember what it felt like being in the presence of that vision of Kelimvor back in the temple. And there's no mistaking that whoever or whatever this power comes from, it's not Kelimvor. 
I'm going to be honest with you. Oh, Sorry. But you do have a two? <laughs> yes, I have a two, and I lay down a two. Oh, yes, a two? <laughs> when we were in the presence of Kelimvor, this doesn't feel like that. Oh. Mm. Is it possible that there's more that share a certain realm? Uh, well, now, the, the, the books I've had are very uh, broad on that, but there, there have been multiple deities that have held the position of that. I, 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 I would have to assume that there could be multiple deities in, in the same area. Do you think they're all good? I think they are very much so not good. Oh. I, I think they all lie in different goodness and, and bad. Uh, Cadmus, you'd also know what it feels like to, like, commune with a god. Like, you've done that. And this it doesn't feel the same. Like, it's something else. Demon. <laughs> uh, Zahorn holds up, uh, or points at uh, Cadmus and holds up the number five. <laughs> Um, no fives. He draws a card. <laughs> it's about this time that you three hear the sound of a key in the door. Uh, and Harp and Mira, you open it to see them on the floor playing cards. <laughs> oh, Arton, welcome back. I go and I stand over Peck's shoulder and I look at his cards and I just start miming things to the others. <laughs> He's I, I, miming I, I deal also, using my mage hand, I deal a couple cards to Arton. Mm. Peck, do you have any fives? I Dude, how did you know when I, I passed the five? <laughs> I assume this is about the time that you all relay the info you gathered. Yeah. Uh, so what do you do after? Uh, as they finish. So you, you, you didn't see the, the box from the picture anywhere? No, we, we know it's in the manor somewhere. And they were still deciding what they were going to do with it. it uh, and there were some other officials trying to get it. So I don't know if it'll stay there long. Mm. I, I, I it may have been. Were you in his office proper? Yeah, yeah. Um, Interesting. I, I also, um, I may have done something. I, I don't, I don't know if it'll help or not. But I, I might have tried to scare him by invoking Kellenvor's name. Maybe. Oh, then we've. I, I think we've done it then. I don't know if he'll listen. I, I, I mean. Would you not listen to a god? She left I, a strongly worded open letter from God. <laughs> now, did you cite your sources in the letter? I, I listen. He's a the angel types, right? That's what they 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 listen to gods. I don't know, but if he's working with Bahal, we don't know what that means either. Hmm. Sadly, we didn't get a lot of information other than that. No signs of magic or. No, I got uh, I got rejected Plans. real hard. <laughs> I mean, that's one way to put it. <laughs> Do you still look like fan? Um, no. I imagine just in case. No, I don't think so. No. If you were a fan, I was gonna be like, "Hey, stay away from that window." <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, we're definitely gonna have to go back in there. Do you think we all? Sh- Do you think we should just try and sneak our way in tonight to, to try and get the crowd if, if it sounds like they're planning to move it. No, uh, well... I don't know if they are for sure. They just, they seemed unsure of what they would do with it. Or, I mean, if, if we all think we could, you know, get inside, I think it might be kind of difficult to get Cadmus inside quietly. 100%. Or we could maybe take Enziel hostage. Whoa. <laughs> Boy, did that escalate. <laughs> We're kind of already fugitives as it is. Yeah. I mean, that, I hate to admit it, but maybe 
he mentioned he was suspicious of us, but maybe we just need to talk to him directly. He wouldn't listen to the others, but maybe he'll listen to us if we can get him one-on-one. But we're supposed to be in jail right now. Wait till that gets out. If we just waltz up to his door, or if he even sees us, we're going to enter into an unwanted conflict. Unless we can find a way to draw him to us. Is it almost his birthday? Is he maybe having a having a birthday party at Mount Vernon? Can we like hide in the crypt around the side and like lean into his his love of George Washington's life? And I hear he trusts. Are you implying that we should steal something? <laughs> I know it's I know it's far fetched, but if we can write a letter and say we're an informant and we know something about the escaped fugitives or know something about the situation, maybe he comes. I I could send him. A message like that. I mean, it shouldn't be here. We don't want to get Moira in trouble. What about the the house on the woods? That's a, a neutral zone. He he knows of it, but we could get out there and, and we, we would hear an army coming. We could maybe tell him we know about Bahal and put all the cards on the table. And beat him? I think cards on the table is where we're at right now. We don't have much of an option. I think we just lure him out of the house and someone sneaks in and starts doing a little search. <laughs> Speaking of, uh, Zahorn, uh, do you have any jacks? <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, cards on the table. Yeah. Oh, that's a full house. I believe I've won it. What the fuck are you playing right now? <laughs> Insight check. <laughs> We're playing fantasy, fantasy cards. They're playing, they're playing peck wins. <laughs> <laughs> I needed to wrap the bit up, Okay. <laughs> Uh, listen, we either we leave and we escape and we put it behind us, but then who knows what we're putting this town at risk for. Or we throw our cards down. Pun. Being fugitives kind of limits our options. I mean, if you think talking to him one-on-one is going to work... I mean, at the very least, we can always just kill him. Uh, I mean, um, <laughs> Cadmus, are you cool with that? <sighs> we'll see what he knows. And then we'll go from there. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, just to make sure we're all on the same. I feel like we need to do more talking before I punch them. But if <laughs> he's a bad guy, yes. Yeah, I'm just, I was so sure that Anseal was the bad guy, but now I, if he's protecting the crown, then I don't know. Well, he's definitely the bad guy. He didn't even want to hear Roe or... Um... That, or maybe we're not as good as we want to be. But we know he's doing the blood magic, right? He's absolutely a bad person. Uh, Call him a kettle right here. Oh, what? I I have not performed any blood magic. I have just been trying to learn about it to protect us from it. That was that was that was me, me, not not Kira, me. Oh, um, (laughs) and then I'm just trying to learn about it. I'm not trying to do it, not yet. We never got a real answer from Denor, did we? About what Ansel does? I don't think we know that. Maybe if you actually become best friends with the, your vampire friend or whatever. We, we could go be- try and talk to him. But again, I, I, I feel like, guys, we, we can't just walk in and exclaim he's a vampire. He, he's not. He's very sensitive about the subject. I did say we would directly refer to a vampire as a vampire. Yes, but, you, but, you know, if you, if you kind of beat around the bush, it's, listen, <laughs> it's kind of insensitive. Sunlight, garlic. We still didn't do the mirror test. Mirrors. <laughs> I, I I did the mirror test. Can He's we pick good. up some garlic bread on the way? 
Oh no! <laughs> Not that Mira knows that, but Rebecca knows that. Listen, I I know he's 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 fine. Look, guys, he's he's not a vampire. He told me he wasn't. I trust him. Okay, it's fine. We'll just bring a wooden steak, and you're it's you're, fine. you're a terrible person, Hart. How do you want that wooden steak cooked? Nice. So, do we want to send a? Do we want to send something to Anseal now, or go to Denor? What are we doing? Do we have time to sneak to Denor's? Uh, let me hear you with this. It is becoming increasingly unlikely that you haven't already been found to be missing. Anziel's a bad guy. I think Anziel is trying to do something very bad. I think he is not smart enough to pull it off, but I think Anziel might be trying to replace Kelimvor. Is that the vibe you're getting then? It's It's what I would do in his position. I mean, you're not the most reliable person in this group. Okay, who got you out of prison? See, but you do things behind our back. I mean, you just What have disappear. I done behind your back? You're like Perry the Platypus, bro. Like, what you I, just what disappear. Have, what have I done behind your back? Act super shady. With what? What have I done? Asking about blood and then going to Denor and then... Uh, I was I mean, doing that for your all protection. I was tr- I'm was. i trying to get information <laughs> to keep us safe. I have told you all from the beginning, I ah. am with you to do 100 good things. Doing shady things doesn't get me out of this shape, does it? Hmm. Hmm. All right. <laughs> I, I think we need to get ahead of this before he tries to do something else. If he hasn't already, it's been four days. I think he's about to unleash a lot of paladins is what's going to happen. <laughs> I think we could also... All right, guys, so I have this, I have this thing I can do. Uh, it's a spell. I can cast it onto a place, and after certain conditions are met, uh, it, a, a message can be spoke from it verbally that is 25 words or less. We could tell him that we've set up multiple of these throughout the city that will tell everyone that he is behind this somehow. I don't know. You know, we could we could come up with something. You're going to mass tweet? Yes, but it's more like blackmail. We put it out <laughs> and say, hey, if you don't come meet with us by yourself, we're going to tell everyone about Behold and how you're wanting to be best buds with him. And the blood magic. Don't forget the blood magic. I think that's what we need to do. We need to we need to talk to him. Where should we meet him? I think the cabin is a good place as any. Wait, where's that? In the, In the woods, woods where we first encountered the hooded person that we then found out was Henry. Oh. Okay. I don't think we should all be there, though. Yeah, it'd be way harder for me to kill you all if you split up. <laughs> <laughs> a couple of uh, us in strategic locations to attack if needed. Yeah, I think we should all be nearby, but maybe... And I can have... I can have Artin up in the air, and I can be seeing through him, and if, if it looks like it's shady, we can get out of there. I don't mind speaking with him. You're probably the most eloquent here anyway. <laughs> I, I thank you. And then I realize you're talking to Mira, and, uh, <laughs> and the pet kind of, like, pretend like he didn't say that. <clears throat> Anyways, um, yeah, do you want me to send the, send the message to him? I mean, let's should should we probably we... get into get there. Figure out where that's everyone fair, is. That's fair. I, I can send it from afar. All right, to the magic hunt. <laughs> Thank you for doing that because I was just about to. <laughs> we find our friends at the magic hut in the forest. Why, why do you keep changing the type of building it <laughs> yes. is? Yeah, it's getting smaller over time, apparently. Because <laughs> it's magic. 
That's why. It's just like a big abandoned fancy house. Yeah, but it's magic. Okay, sure. Listen. <laughs> Whatever you like, bud. Uh, okay. So you all gather your things. You leave Moira's apartment as bare as you found it. Uh, and you keep a low profile, just snaking through the winding neighborhoods in the north of town until you slip out the town gate and you make for the forest again. And it takes about half a day by foot. And there's a bit of a trial and error as you kind of look around for that clearing you found the old house in the first time. Uh, but eventually you do find yourself in thinner and thinner trees and you see the building before you. Uh, the wildflowers and grass have begun to like inch inside. Uh, but otherwise it, it seems empty and it's just like you left it. What do you do? I, I will spend some time crafting the doing my ritual spells. I will take a, uh, a parchment that I have and I will write in there directions to this cabin uh, from from there. Okay. It's the house. Uh, because he doesn't know where it is. Yeah. Uh, and then I will find a stone uh, and I will cast as a ritual magic mouth onto it. And I will say, it has to be 25 words or less. Think carefully. You guys tell you guys what are you guys doing while I think about what twenty five words I'm using. <laughs> uh, so Harper's going to be scouting the area to make sure we have like uh, visibility to see if he actually does come alone, or if he'll bring people. That way we can see, you know, like a good spot maybe in a tree to see if they're coming from any sort of direction. Yeah, it makes sense. Scout things out from up high. Mira at some point is going to want to talk to Cadmus if he will allow her to. I, Cadmus plans on being with you if you're going to talk to him. Okay. I, that's what I kind of figured it would be, the two of us. Yeah. Um, uh, Cadmus, you you, uh, you follow your god, right? I mean, and I pull out the little pamphlet. <laughs> I, uh, I try to. Where, where do you find that, that faith from, if you don't mind me asking? It's just after everything that happened in my village, it was one of those last things you could uh, grasp onto was the faith of a higher power leading you to deliver vengeance that you sought. It's just a thing that my old mentor taught me to live with. I don't know. I just... Hildry had so much faith and Kalimvor, she be- she believed in it, and I just I'm not I'm not used to that kind of faith. Like it, I mean, the world like this, and I, I point to all the force. So this makes sense to me. This I, I get this. Things live and they they die and and they come back in new forms. But I, I just don't I don't understand the faith. I'm trying to. I think I can't help but thinking that might help us is understanding that a little better. It's just something that some people believe in and it gives them power. I know that my faith in horror is what gives me my righteous abilities that I get. Cadmus, do you get this feeling of almost indignance when you say that? Like, directed at you. But you're not sure from where. Uh, and it's accompanied by this this kind of poking, jabbing sensation right between your shoulder blades. He'll wince. I'll wince a bit. And though I didn't lean as much as I should have into that during the the undead, I, I've never heard Horror's voice. So it's just a faith that people 
hope that there's something there that gives you it, but at the same time, I don't know. Spe- speaking of, are you, are you okay? I I know that was hard on you as well. Yeah, uh, I'm still trying to figure out everything that's that I did. I'm I made a pact with something. I know that's for sure. I don't know what it is yet or what it wants, but I don't think it has my best interests in mind. But it does allow me to do this, and I'll cast Minor Illusion, but it'll be like a small version of my father. It lets me see his face. I think the two of you stop a moment, just enjoying sitting here under the trees and looking at your father's face through your newfound abilities. Uh, And Cadmus... Uh, Maybe you look up towards Mira for a second, and when you do, next to you, in your periphery, you think you see a figure blending into the shadows of the forest, but when you move your eyes to focus on it, there's nothing there after all. But you could swear that you saw something. The faintest impression of, like, a wide smile, maybe. I'll dispel the illusion. We should keep going. We need to prepare for tonight. Uh, All right. Stay on guard. Uh, and how's uh, Peck's message coming along? So, okay, so I just finished it up. So this is, is exact, exactly 25 words. The stone, I also take uh, a little bit of my ink that I have, and I write on it, tap for message. Uh, and so when I cast the spell, uh, the trigger for the spell is once the rock is touched, uh, the magic mouth appears on it, which, as the spell states, a mouth will appear on the object. Gross. And we'll speak the <laughs> message, uh, and it will sound. It will basically be a recording, and it sounds just like I do. Same pitch, tone, everything. Okay. So I've recorded, and so once they come come over, I'm like, guys, I have it, and I I tap it, I tap it, and you hear uh, a mouth appears on the stone, and you hear, "We broke out. Come meet us. We were set up. We know about Bahal and blood magic." Come alone, or these messages will tell everyone. Then I pick up a second stone that I cast the, the message on. It'll, it'll have like a paper with it that says, these will be distributed throughout the town. I tap it, and the mouth appears and says, Anseal is evil, worships Bahal, and does blood magic. He got Hildry <laughs> killed. He caused the undead. Wow, okay. <laughs> so much for not threatening. And I, I, I go, I can make uh, one of these every ten minutes. And then there's a little, I, I also show them I have a paper that's uh, some crude directions, but is canon. Elwyn uh, has cartographer tools. That and he does. And is very much into mapping stuff. Ooh. So it's, it's rough, but it, it, it gets the point across. Uh, and then there's also like an additional note there that says like, we, we, you know, all of us come alone. We just want to talk. And then uh, I go, so do, are you guys, are you guys good with this? Do you like it? Any... You guys want me to change anything? I think it gets the point across. I think it'll work. Wonderful, 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 wonderful. Uh, okay, then I'll I'll take it. I'll take the the two stones, get some cloth, and you know tie them you know securely. I'll also put like there's a tie a little note to it that says like for Anziel. Pick it up and give Art the cat. Uh, take this back to Anziel. Uh, drop it and then immediately get back here uh, as quick as you can. Do not get caught. Do not stay. Do not do anything and immediately get back here as quick as you can. Sounds good. So each of you starts your own tasks, you know, getting ready for this hopeful meeting with Ansiel. 
Hart takes the time to find all the best vantage points and like familiarizes herself with the area and where someone might approach from. Kira rests and she meditates to quiet her inner voice, making sure that should the need arise, she's got her best chance to fend off Cad. Mira makes plans to set up a defensive perimeter and, and scouts the edges of the clearing with Cadmus by her side, glancing over his shoulder every so often, trying to get a glimpse of that figure he thought he saw. And Peck performs ritual after ritual, making sure as many of the nearby rocks as possible bear his messages. And he hands them one by one to his familiar, who puts them in a bag, readying for a flight back to town. And once he begins to be overburdened with the stones, the two pseudo-dragons nod to each other, and Artin takes flight on a mission to deliver the party's threat to Ansio. And as he flies off, a sense of uneasy confidence sits with you all here in the clearing. It's a good plan. It has to be. There's no going back on it now. You're all hopeful that you hold all the cards and he'll react just like you planned. But how many times have you cornered a spider ready to strike it, only to find that you've underestimated just how fast it could be? Sleep tight and make your long rest count, just in case. I've been waiting for a youth for Magic Mouth, because as soon as I saw it, I was like, oh, this will be hilarious. I don't know how I'm going to use this. Let's hope he doesn't uh, hurt Denor. Oh, shoot. Uh, also, he sends a letter to Denor. Run! <laughs> I just, I don't know how y'all were so creeped out by Mira as a spider, but a rock with lips on it was the weirdest thing. <laughs> Oh god, I, that was the image I hated the most <laughs> of everything we've done. Uh, can we also imagine that they are pex lips that appear, so you get a little bit of a dragon oh, snout no. that appears off of it as well. No, 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 yeah, no. They're, no. Very, they're very like supple and moist. <laughs> <laughs> very full. I hate it all. Oh, I would take a thousand spiders to that. <laughs>